This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? How's everybody doing today? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of That One Piece Talk. My name is Larry. Lawrence. Lionel. Sam. And this is That One Piece Talk, where we talk One Piece. Let's go. I am so happy to be here. It is episode 108 of That One Piece Talk. We are on One Piece Break Week 4. Listen to me right now. Listen to me right now. We have spoilers running around, running amok right now. I'm telling you, do not spoil within the chat. I'm going to say it a couple times during the show. We don't tolerate it. It's not tolerated. Please, just don't do it. It's very toxic to people that wait for the official chapter to drop on Sundays. So that means no talking about it in chat. Mods, I know you're listening. If you see somebody talking about it, just time them out. You don't got to time them out for good. But if they keep insisting, ban them. That's just, it's just, it's just that way, man. I'm sorry. I know it's going to make you feel a little, ugh, why is he so, like, bossy? <laughs> I hate Larry. No, but it's, like, true. Like, we, we got to take care of other people's enjoyment, you know? Some people really just watch the anime even though they watch our show. But they don't dive too deep into the spoils, right? So it's not officially out yet. So chill out. Other than that. You don't see Sebastian here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, fortunately. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, Seb's not here. He's on a work trip. So he's not going to be here today. Sad emojis. Uh, you could type L, Sebastian, if you want in the <laughs> chat. It's completely okay. Um, other than that, uh, the agenda for today is we didn't watch the anime episode again. So <laughs> we're not going to be talking about it. But... We will be taking phone calls for real the entire time unless Super Chats get cr- like really crazy. Also, also, please be patient with me. Usually I have Sebastian reading uh, the Super Chats and take caring, uh, take caring of that part of the show, but I'm going to have to do it today. So bear with me, be patient, and thank you. Well, other than that, what's up, guys? How are you? What's up, Lawrence? What's up, Lionel? Tell me, tell me what's going on, man. Uh, nothing. I'm hungry. Like always. And uh, no, I just went grocery shopping for the fam, so took care of that. Just responsi- responsibilities, man. Did you get any samples? I did. And then the buying actually one of the samples because <laughs> I was just like, only because I had you. The only reason why I got it, because it was buy one, get one free. And I was just like, <laughs> were they good, though? Yeah, were they good? They was all right. It was, a, it was a snack. So I was just it was like, a little snacky snack? A little snacky snack. Yeah, did you go like, for another second? No, I Because they be wilding out at Costco sometimes. I was going to, but then I was like, oh, that lady's still there. Like, when they switch, <laughs> that's when you go. When they switch, that's prime time, man. Because <laughs> new, new person, they don't know you. Yeah, that's, that's you, true. They don't bro. know you took another one. You, you ever try to, like, get a sample and then have Lionel... Like, you walk away, and then Lionel comes up right behind you, and he asks for a sample. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you, know, you took one. Yeah, they'd be like, wait, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't do that? Um, no, nah, I actually don't really go to Costco's with Lionel that much anymore. We used to go. Were y'all beefing? No. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he said, <Lionel> yeah. Said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> nah, just timing wise. He don't be coming when I go grocery shopping, so. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Lionel? What's up? What's up? <clears throat> no, I'm okay. I've been alright. Yeah? Yeah. All right, bro. <laughs> I don't have a long elaborated story like Lawrence had, so yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, guys, we'll get into Super Chats now, and then I'm going to shout people out, and then we'll continue on. Oh, I just had the freaking Super Chat that was there. Did you see the Super Chat? Marv, can you tell me the Super Chat that just disappeared? It was the blue one, I think. JD McFly. Yes, keep going. I can't hear you, Mark. JD McFly. He says. The wait is almost over. Hashtag Seb for Charlos. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, man. Appreciate you. This one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which one was it? Uh, Michael G with the 299 says, hey, yo, you already know what time it is. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we have Flame C in the building, Mustafa, Gabe White, uh, HG Paz, Straw Hat Nate, Kevin Salinas, Alex Vargas, Twilight Straw Hat, Red Hair Shanktum, uh, Dead Kirby, Eddie Bonilla, uh, Devon Will, Ohime Tenshi-sama. Welcome, welcome. Three Day, what's up? Mosshead, uh, Blazer, Blazer, Alex Vargas. We have uh, Mason Pickering. We have Audible Chocolate himself, Chris. <laughs> we got Chance Rainey. We have Michael G, Lando, uh, Ashtonfner. I don't even know how to say that name. <laughs> uh, Amar. We have Seb in the chat. What's up, Seb? <laughs> JD, Dan. Uh, Mosgoro Masus Moose James uh, Boshoff Nertaku, what's up? Welcome back, bro. Devon Will, I think I said already. Zacho Twilight Zone, Austin Hart, the Meet 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 to Meet. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian says he's here in spirit, guys. Cosmos Sensei Grayson, um, uh, Blue Simon. Uh, there's a lot of people in here. No, I'm swiping. Uh, sorry, I can't keep up. Anyway, guys, welcome, welcome. And then we have Celestial Donkey with the 20 gifted memberships. Thank you, thank you so much. Please, everybody, can we throw W's in the chat for CD for always doing his damn thing? Thank you so much, bro. We have Toby as well. We have a lot of people in here. And then we got another super chat from Captain, uh, Captain Teriyaki. He says with the 10, much love as always, guys. Wanted to ask, what's a moment in One Piece that no matter the time that passes, it never fails to make the hairs on your arms stand up? For me, it's Rizo Dono is safe. What do you guys think? Mm. It always makes the hairs on it. I shave my head actually, so I don't know. You're sending your arms, bro. <laughs> oh, your arms? No, never mind. I'm sorry, I can't. Um, hmm. Let me, um, I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That one, um, pretty much, I think of, for me, would be Zolo. Nothing with happened. Nothing right? happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. That moment always thinking. gets to me, like... Yeah, what he went through and what Zola went through, like, and it's only we didn't even get to see it. We just know you only imagine what he went through. So, like, I was thinking the same way. Nothing yeah. happened. Same thing. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I want to go a different one, but right now, I don't why are you going to twin right now? Yeah, I yeah, that, first, yeah you guys are twinning, bro. Yeah, I said my first. You guys come another one. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> um. I, I think Robin screaming, I want to live. Mm, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah. I think the, the hype, the moment, her biting the ground. And, you know, <clears throat> we have uh, this guy, I forgot his name, Spandam, um, just beating her. And oh, then Luffy and crew sitting on the top and how she didn't feel like she was deserving of living. And mm-hmm. he, Luffy goes, say you want to live. Yeah. And yeah. I will come and save you. Yeah. And then she musters up all this trauma that she experienced for so long of her surviving ever since Ohara, you know, went mm-hmm. away. Her memories with Saul, Aokiji playing a factor right before then, her going into CP uh, just to save the crew, essentially. Mm-hmm. And she just felt like she had a home and a place to be. And she finally found what Saul was talking about. Yeah. And at the top of her lungs, handcuffed, bleeding... Looking at people she didn't know, she she didn't think she could depend on. And she goes, I just want to live. Mm-hmm. And then Luffy goes, and that was the second show. That was the second show. Luffy goes to Usopp, a.k.a. Sogi King. Shoot the flag down. Yeah. yeah. That was so ill, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yo, that was like one of the best moments in One Piece for me, personally. So I was like, yo, yeah. all that, that moment in time always makes the hair on my arm stick up. So, I have bad. a funny one, but only because at the time I thought it was, um, I don't know if I thought it was real, but it was, um, so in the Sky, right before the Sky P arc, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're messing with that uh, monkey looking pirate. He was a scavenger. I guess not a pirate, but a scavenger, mm-hmm. right? And it's like a bunch going on because they're going in the water and they're like taking stuff from each other and ever. And then um, there's like a giant sea turtle. Mm-hmm. Right, sea king turtle, like sailing in the uh, in the ocean with them, and then they just see that the sea turtle is freaked out about something, mm-hmm. and they all look like, "Yo, what is he looking at?" So then you have all the straw hats and that um, monkey looking thing on this little boat, looking at the sea turtle, like, "What are you looking at?" And then they, the sea king, and they look up and they see like this this crazy big like shadow standing in the ocean, and then they like, "What is that?" And they look up and they see this giant, like three giant figures yeah. standing in the ocean, right? And it's like unimaginably huge. It's bigger than oars. It's bigger than it's bigger than Zonisha. Like those the things that were standing on the standing in the ocean, there's three of them, and one of them grabs a spear and it's looking like he's about to stab them. So they totally freak out, like, 
how is this possible that something this big exists? Mm-hmm. You know? And they like, start like rowing as fast as they possibly can to like the opposite direction. Because the whole sky got dark because how big they were. Right? And then they, they were able to see light away from it. And how fast was At that time, when I saw that, I was I saw I was like, there's no way. <laughs> and I know this world is crazy in one piece. So I'll go, there's no way that those those things are real. Like that something that big. Because I felt it. I was just like, that's you can't win it. Like, how do you win against something even that huge? Even the turtle was scared. Yeah, even the Sea King, who was huge, overshelling their ship, was, like, shook. Like, was shocked at how big those things were. Yeah. But, like, uh, that thing, I'm never going to forget that because their reaction, too. Like, all of them. Like, this is Luffy and Zoro mm-hmm. and them. You know, conquerors. And they were like, we got to get out of here. Like, there was no <laughs> question. They saw it. They are like, no, we rolling out. Like, all their might, they took off. But, yeah. All right. Um... Hold on, guys. Remember, I got to do the Super Chats myself, so apologies. Uh, Red Hair Shankton with the five says, Lionel here and Seb isn't. Attendance record comeback starts now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Andre Hancho with the five says, Week four of five. Lord knows I didn't think I could make it this far. I'd like to thank Topped for dragging me through the last month. Hashtag, where's my Alveda? Hashtag, top goats. <laughs> Thank you, man. Austin Hart with a one-month membership to Nakama status says, shout out, Celestial Donkey. You a real one. Straw hat fist. Yes, he is a real one. And then we have Project Iceman with the two says, upset I missed Family Feud. Legit punched the air. LOL. <laughs> it was a fun time. It was a very fun time. I think you guys would enjoy it if you go back and watch the, the video. It's on our YouTube right now. And then we have Mingo Samurai with the five. He says, if you guys could pick one island to live on in the One Piece world, which one would it be? Well, that's easy. <clears throat> Where? Wait, no, I thought you may have to pay for that. Um, actually, it would be maybe Vegapunk's island, or Egghead, or... No, no, I'd probably say Vegapunk. Yeah, yeah. Vegapunk's island? island? Yeah. I thought Usopp's when he got stranded about like, the Vegas slide trap thing that I'm not trying to... like. Deal with that. So I'll just pick Vegapunks. Vegapunks mm-hmm. Island? Yeah. What about you, Law? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Um... <sighs> <laughs> Don't sigh at me. That's my thing. Um... <laughs> Jenna. I don't know yet. I can't, I, got, I, got, I feel like going with this one, but it's too. I'm thinking whole cake for some reason. Yo, whole cake, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Put me on Cocoa <laughs> Island, dog. I'm trying to eat all the chocolate. You're going to get fat, bro. Yo, I'll try to get all of it. And I get to, like, try to spit game to pudding. Let's go, bro. Pudding's crazy. I don't know what you want. And bro. Amazon. If, if I don't, as long as I don't get turned to stone, I'll probably live on Amazon. Literally. You turn into stone, bro. I don't think I would. No. You're a freak. <laughs> Calm down. Suzy anime. Suzy Bohanker. That's it. Yeah, you're done, bro. bro. Yeah, bro. You, you guys crazy, man. And she's gonna throw you in the water. Yeah, bro. You are gonna be man. bricked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Sanji, first of all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you for uh, thank you for the super chat, man. Appreciate it. Okay. So, guys, if you haven't liked the video just yet, please like the video. Helps us out a lot. Uh, if you are Thinking about like commenting on the video itself, wait until the video is over and then put some comments at the bottom. And if you haven't joined our Discord, join our Discord. Uh, it's super dope. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm also wearing one of the new topped uh, merchandise that we have. Um, I don't know if you guys can see the back. I could probably do it real quick. They can see it, Marv? Yeah. It says uh, that One Piece talk, and then it says Law with his hat. Uh, and it says Room at the bottom. Don't stare at my cake, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. This shirt is available. Uh, it's it's very comfy. It's nice. And that's it. So other than that, guys, we are going to get straight into phone calls. Sorry for the half an hour wasted. No, 15 minutes wasted. Marv, your clock is fast. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Marv is like, yo, I want you to wrap it up. B. All right, Marv, throw the number in chat, and then we're set to go. Jeez, man. It's going to be fire. I can feel the questions already. Oh, also, we, we linked up with Volume 1 Podcast, me and Seb, and we ranked the best One Piece moms to the worst. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's oh, going on? This, yeah, this is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Yo, this is Andrew. Hey, hey what's, what's up, up? Andrew? What's going on, Andrew? What's going on, bro? Nothing much. You know, a few days ago, I went to concert, my first concert, so it was pretty fun. Hey, nice. Those are fun. Did you walk out, like, hearing a ring? Because <laughs> usually they're so loud. Uh, <clears throat> nah, nah, it actually was pretty cool. I got to see Alicia Keys, so it was pretty nice. Hey. Nice. Your yeah. secrets. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was really fun. Um, so, regarding my question, so I was watching a Marine Four with one of my buddies, and I was, and when it comes to the scene with a Kainu, and he's speaking the Ace, do you think that a Kainu had would speak the level of truth regarding to Whitebeard, like his whole speech? Do you think there was a level of truth to what he had to say? That is a great question, my brother. Mm -hmm. Wait, say it again? Was the question uh, what Akainu was saying to Ace about Whitebeard and it not being his era mm -hmm. and stuff. And like he's washed up and he couldn't find the One Piece and stuff like that. And that's why he couldn't be like be like Pirate King and stuff. Like was there truth mm -hmm. behind that? Mm, okay. You guys have something <clears throat> you want to say? Yeah, I do. Um... One, uh, not necessarily, because I don't believe Wiper wanted to become Pirate King. He he kind of yeah. had a chance, even when when he was talking to Go Roger, what we saw in, um, I think, anime and manga, that um, Go Roger said, I could tell you where it is. And Wiper was like, no, nah, I'm okay. You know, like, uh, that wasn't his uh, ambition. It wasn't his part of what he wanted to do with his will. It's really he, Wiper kind of had what he wanted already with his own pirate crew. His own, like, uh, he achieved his dream, and he was just kind of chilling as a pirate. He had the strength. But being his era, I guess he was the top, I guess, ruling pirate after Gold Roger. But Gold Roger kind of is the one that set the golden era. So you can kind of, where if you want to put any truth to what Kaino said there, that's it, it wasn't necessarily Whitebeard's era because everyone's following oh, after what Gold Roger did, not what Whitebeard did. Um, but, you mm -hmm. know, um, Whitebeard remained from that era. And being washed up, I think he was just trying to get at Ace because he, Ace was leaving, you know, and he wanted Ace and Luffy, you know, to he wanted to take them out. So I don't believe that everything that he said was true. Just mainly what had more uh, backing it was um, that it wasn't Whitebeard's heir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Lionel. <clears throat> um, I put a lot of what Lauren said. I do agree with honestly because again, um, Whitebeard's ambition and goal had nothing to do with um. 
people becoming a pirate king or going to um, Raftel. Like you even saw, like um, when he mostly he cared about it was his family and the island that he grew up in that was poor and it was orphanage and didn't have like the government protection wasn't there for them. So a lot of his money and resources went to that island, and we saw Marco even protecting Whitebeard's last treasure. So again, Whitebeard focused more on family and relationships and his own. Like you know, he Whitebeard took care of his own. You know, Raftel and those things didn't matter to Whitebeard because that's not like that's not who Whitebeard was. And he was a man who like you know he was pretty much the father of the Whitebeard of the children of the Whitebeard pirates, and that's how people viewed him as pops. So that's what. Whitebeard viewed himself as, and that's what people viewed him as, and that's what he was known for, that nobody touches his crew. So that legacy, you can say that was, like, you know, it was big, and it did impact the One Piece world that that even strong people didn't really fully try to mess with the Whitebeard pirates that much because the fear of Whitebeard of coming down on them. So, like, I would say, to a degree, I kind of was right, as in, like, the era, but regardless of what, what kind of said, Whitebeard still impacted the great pirate era back then and even now. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, he had, he had, Whitebeard did have influence. But, yeah. Yo, Akainu was spitting, bro. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> Yo, Akainu, Akainu was spitting, and, and this is the reason why is because what Ace was feeling, Ace <clears throat> misunderstood Whitebeard till his very passing. Me saying that means Ace's goal was to make him Pirate King. Whitebeard didn't want to be Pirate King. So it could never truly be his era. And that's what made Ace turn back around, was that he didn't want to believe in what Whitebeard truly wanted to believe, like what Whitebeard truly believed in. That's why Akainu spoke the truth, and that's why it was the truth, because it greatly offended Ace, because he, Ace thought of Whitebeard greater than Whitebeard thought of himself. He, he thought of him as if he was he was the gold Roger of the era, which he wasn't. He didn't discover the One Piece. His dream was very minuscule in comparison to finding the One Piece. And that's why it pissed Ace off so, so much. Now, did Akainu say it in a mean way? Yes, he did it to intentionally antagonize Ace from leaving and escaping because they wouldn't be able to catch up to them. So he did it purposefully to get him mad. But Akainu didn't tell any lies at all he said what he said it was the truth and he stood his ground and ace had this very different perspective on who he thought whitebeard was he thought of him larger than life because he've always looked for a father and he didn't want anybody to disrespect his father even if it wasn't true and even if it was true he was still going to act the same regardless of what that was but he was saying that Whitebeard couldn't accomplish his dreams, goals. He couldn't accomplish anything, and he was just washed up. He's just a lingering old guy who just is sitting around calling people calling him dad because that that's that's really that's what I'm attacking. Where that's not true. Yo, was he not washed up? No, Whitebeard was not washed up at all. He was he ha- he, he wasn't hooked up to IV. Well, he was washed up in comparison to what his prime was. He couldn't. He couldn't stand toe to toe with his prime self right now. No, he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, like, that's, that's <clears throat> him being washed up in white beard standards, not yeah. like the world standards. Okay, but, but, yeah, because he was still greatly stronger than anybody. But the really. thing is, it going by what kind of like, for instance, if kind of thought and believed that white beard wanted to become king and couldn't do it, then that his statement of him saying is truly in your own eyes. But that statement is actually incorrect because white beard, if somebody had no interest in being something, but you thought he did. You're the one who's incorrect. 
Just how Ace, like you just said, Ace thought White Bid won become Pirate King when that was incorrect. So Ace, both of Kaido and Ace both had the wrong thought about who White Bid was. Yo, put it this way. If Roger never found the One Piece, right, would it be Whitebeard's era? I mean, and matters what you clarify as you mean by era. Well, the thing is, the only reason Roger found uh, it to be his era was because he found the One Piece, right? He became Pirate King because of that. Well, I don't think that just because Roger found it that it would have just been Whitebeard's era. It probably would have just been their era. It, they would have shared that era. They would have shared it the same way Kaido and Big Mom and Shanks and, you know, Old Man Whitebeard shared the era. It would have been on equal footing. So it would have been neither's era. And my goal, my point is, if Roger didn't find the One Piece, there are some people out there that would have said, yeah, this might be Whitebeard's era because he's stronger than Roger. But I'm saying no. I do not think that. But that's why I asked the question about what makes an era. Because before, weren't they calling it Rox's era before? Before Roger, again, if you think about it, what did Rox accomplish that made his era? Besides him ruling the strongest power crew at that time. Listen, we we don't know, but when we find out, <laughs> we gotta realize like the truth was always there. So that's the point I'm making. Like it could be like I understand it's Roger's era, but they're also saying that it was like the people who ruled the seas at that time made it their era because they're the ones who were ruling and dictating things, and nobody could match them in power and strength and and no and, and military might. So that's like it made it their era because they held those. Positions for so long, of Roger course. just changed the Christians. Roger just made the new age of piracy because what he did was so impactful. Like, for instance, if Rocks accomplished what he did, it would be the same thing. But he couldn't because he ended up dying. Roger did mm-hmm. something that paved the way for the rest of the pirates afterwards. Put it this way, right? You make an excellent point. When Rocks and Roger were were in their heyday, and Rocks was having the era called his era, right? Even though Rocks failed, Roger did accomplish. Finding the One Piece, but they never said it was Rock's uh, Roger's era after Rock's passed away, because he did, it wasn't Roger's era until he found the One Piece, which was many years later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there is a clear difference of like, even though you might find something, that doesn't necessarily mean that if you didn't find it, it'd still be called your era or not. You get what I'm saying or yeah. not? No, I guess you're saying. What it looks yeah. like, the era goes to... I'm sorry, because we got to let him... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we got to let him talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm just going to add real no. quick. Um, what it shows to like, uh, what truth to be someone in the era is one who stands above, can like, think about conquerors, right? Is the strongest crew or the strongest pirate the one that stands above others, right? So Roger kind of went ahead by, by you know, by... Uh, you know, beating the Rocks Pirates. Yes, he had Garp, but he, he beat the Rocks Pirates and then became Pirate King. So he stood out among all the ones. Now you have Whitebeard with becoming a Yonko. He's not really fully standing out with them. He's kind of standing with them. Where, like, you know, the other Yonkos, they're the ones ruling the seas. So that's why another an era never really became Whitebeards. So I believe for your era to become that, you kind of have to st- be the strongest pirate. You have to cement that in stone that you that no one's up, like above you. Yo, but the, all right, before we let you go, Andrew, my bad. Yo, you make an excellent point, right? The world has to deem you the strongest out of them all. Yeah. The dude had the title of the world's strongest man, and he still didn't have an era dedicated to him. Yeah. So when we look at it, Whitebeard in any era has always shared an era or had somebody surmount it and become the era above him. He didn't have ever an era at all. And his title was fraudulent towards the end of his life. 
So I can't truly say at any point that Akainu was lying. Like, he was washed up. That doesn't make him washed up. It wasn't his era. It doesn't make him washed up. And what he was saying wasn't honestly all false. No, because to me, it doesn't make him washed up because to me, I'm sorry, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it doesn't make him washed up because especially because he accomplished what he wanted, even though it wasn't what Akainu had in his mind, what he should have been doing as a pirate or whatever, like I guess compared to uh, Gold Roger. But then especially, you can't call him Washed Up, especially when this man two-shot you. Like, I'm not sorry. You can't say, I'm you Washed Up, but literally in his old age, in that Washed Up time, that kind of said it. It took two shots to end the fight with him and Akaino. Two shots. I So, to me, that's like, Akaino, you're wrong. Because right there, Wiper, where his fist shut you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, but he did it. Because <laughs> Akaino got yeah. back up. But anyway, Andrew, you could go. My bad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to make this quick, but... Yeah, what 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 you said about like Roger and Whitebeard? For example, if we saw like Whitebeard and he we didn't get any of his backstory, I would feel like I would I would feel like there is so much more truth to what Akainu is saying if I didn't know that. But since we did get that backstory, there is a level to truth to what Akainu is saying. He said like, "Hey, you did rule the seas, but you never became pirate king. You never accomplished like the highest pinnacle, and you just stayed reserved across the seas, and you just made a family." Trying to play, like put yourself up like you are, like you are truly the highest, like the highest person, if that makes any sense. And so with uh, with Roger, he established such a high pinnacle that it's almost nearly impossible. But Whitebeard, he was he, he was very much the closest to getting the one piece, even though he didn't want to. He still had the possibility if he wanted to go pursue the one piece, he could. Agreed. Like, he wasn't lying, dog. <laughs> yeah. And also, with what he's saying about his, yeah, he, at that point, when he, at Marineford, he was considering much, due to age and also due to his illness. Heck, when he was, when he was trying to save Ace, he had a heart attack just by activating his Conqueror's Hockey, and he, and he just had a heart attack, and he just, he, he was definitely, not say washed up, but he definitely was weaker due to those two factors, his age and his illness. Yeah. Listen, man. No, that I agree. I'm on board with you, bro. Just know that. <laughs> right. And also, by the end, I'll just try to make this quick. But he's kind of like, this kind of is unrelated, but he said that, hey, you're ultimately, what's going to happen now is that you're going to die protecting your son that who, who I persuaded to, to, to stab you in the back. How, isn't that called a pathetic life? And that's what most from the chapter. You know what Akainu was doing, too? Akainu was trying mm-hmm. to say that what your dream was wasn't it, it had faults to it like there there were holes in your dream that family at the end of the day will sometimes even stab you if they're coerced into thinking a certain way right and he put right. he spit that in whitebeard's face as another way of saying like yo you're not what you used to be like mm-hmm. these people no longer fear you the same way they used to that you're your formal shell of your yourself yeah so, like, yeah. him saying he's washed up, I can see what you mean, right, Lawrence? But I could also see, like, yeah, I kind of was telling the truth in, to some degree. No, no, no. I was like, it's like, he, Whitebird is definitely far weaker than in his prime, right? That, again, he couldn't, if, if he was in his prime, saving Ace would have been no problem. You know, he would just did it. But he couldn't, and that's why White was drawn to. I mean, Akaina was drawn to. What I'm trying to say is, they say that he never accomplished anything that he wanted to, right? That's where it's false, because White kind of accomplished everything he wanted to. 
Nah, like, but again, like Akainu said that, but he wasn't directly saying it in regards to like his dream. He was saying your dream never amounted to you being the best in the world. The same way Rogers, Roger was considered the best in the world. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, like Whitebeard didn't want the fame, right? He wanted to be very like isolated and he wanted just to have a family. But that goal itself never amounted to anything to the world. It just amounted to something that was very personal and immediate to him. So he was like, yo, you had no effect on the world. How could this ever be your era? Yeah, there is a point there that it, it what can you say? There is, is, is there is a truth to it to some degree, but, but that's probably that's how it is. Yeah, but Andrew, man, thank you for the 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 talk, man. Thank you for the question. Glad you had fun at Alicia's Keys uh, concert. <laughs> she's oh, yeah, that was dope. she's fired. Played all her songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, thank you so much. You definitely got us turned up a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem, man. Y'all have a great day. Yeah, you too. Yeah, you oh, too. Oh, wait, one, oh, yeah. oh, just one thing I started saying. Hashtag buggy gang. Hashtag buggy gang. Thanks, man. <laughs> Yo, Barb, I couldn't hear the, the ringtone, the Den Den Mushi. That's why I didn't know if he was live or not. Also, guys, I'm going to get to Super Chats. Be patient with me, please. Uh, again, doing this by myself, and I need uh, I need to take calls. So... Well, I'll I'll try to do it like every two calls. I'll take super chats. I'll tell Marv to chill out. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? I'm doing good. Hey, what's going on? What's your name? Ryan. Ryan. Nice to meet you, man. Thank you for calling. How are you, Ryan? So basically, my question is, I believe that the Gandhi-looking Gorsei member has something different about him than all the others. Like, his true power level is completely above. Like, he, I think he has a god for it. Yeah, I, I think, what kind, of, what kind of fruit do you think it is? Do you, do you know what kind of deity it would be? I mean, I think it has to do with something probably with the Hindu religion, maybe a Buddha fruit, similar to Sengoku's, but a little different since he kind of looks skinnier and he has the veil, kind of like Luffy, of an awakened Zoan. So he's definitely a Zoan, but I definitely think he could be somebody prominent from the past, and that's what his devil fruit is. Mmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. So, so you think it's like from um, maybe like void century times, or a little bit older than that? I think it's one of the original gods of the verse that was believed in. Because in my personal belief, the Gorsei have either the immortal youth surgery on them, or they've been there for eight hundred years. I don't think they're just like some eight-year-old dude who's in like around Garp's time being born and is just like underneath Eam. I believe that they are a lot older than they seem age-wise. So I think maybe it's a dumb fruit or something that was believed in and forgotten, kind of like the Nika fruit from around 900 years ago, void century time. Oh, all right. I, I like this, actually. This is very good. So, and just to clarify, you said the uh, the Gandhi the one. So the one the one with the sword is the one you're pointing. It's Venus, to. Uh, Venus Jiro. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. And I think he's almost like a number two to Ian. Like, he's just above the rest. He has, like, a different person personification. He seems stronger. He acts different. He's more quiet, more laid back, like he's the Zorro to Eam, you know, similar. So you think if the Gorosei and Eam had a pirate crew, he'd be the Zorro of the crew? Yes, I believe he would be the the first commander and, you know, he'd be like right under there, like Zorro is to Lucy. But I don't know how their relationships would be. I don't think they could ever be as close as Luffy is to Zoro. But I think that power level-wise, it's kind of like Shiryu and Blackbeard, where they're not like best friends. But like power-wise, Shiryu is not the second strongest anymore now that we know about Kuzan is a part of Blackbeard's crew. But when it was before we knew Kuzan was a part of the crew, it seemed like Shiryu would be Zoro's opponent, and he was the second in command of the Blackbeard Pirates, even though it seems to be Jesus Burgess. Mm. Yo, listen, you, you got a YouTube or not? <laughs> I mean, I don't have a channel, but, like, I am, like, a huge fan. I've been a fan since I was nine, and I've been, like, reading since Fishman Island. Yo, listen, listen, listen to me. I think you need to make a channel, and I think you need to start making theories. I can, <laughs> I can see you being like a very, very, um, like, like a, like a person that people want to hear from. Because what you're saying right now is not only gaining my interest, but I'm pretty sure everybody else is like, whoa, like this is, this is pretty dope. Um, if you ever get the chance, please make one. And then if you ever have questions, you can hit us up in Discord and I'll try to help you out with it. But I definitely do think you need to start something. I think you'll be excellent for it. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I kind of want to hear what you possibly, if you have an opinion or any of you guys have an opinion on what it could be as a fruit or what his delve fruit power could be because it just seems there's something very different with him, just very different. Hmm. So it would. So I've always can. I've said it before on the pod that I think he uh, he uh, the Venus Juro and his family uh, came from Wano. They came from Kuri because there's nobody uh, that's a daimyo there, and they, and they haven't been there for hundreds of years, from what we know. And he ended up being the um, the uh, godhead of finance for the Gorosei and his position, right? And Kudi, when you go back to Wano, is a lawless uh, land where there is no finances. And Wano, at one point, was known as the land of gold, right? So we haven't really heard that name before. And um, I think that since we haven't heard it, even when we went to Wano, it's because they're no longer known for their finances because the family, the Venus girls, just left. And their names were erased from Wano, the same way like everybody else's names, like Don Quixote's from Dress Rosa's were erased, right? And then King Riku and the Riku family came through. So I've always thought that he was from Wano. So being from Wano and having this Wano perspective on the series, uh, possibly, I think he has to have a Japanese mythology fruit. So it could be like the Amaterasu uh, deity or like even the Tsukiyomi or anything of those natures 
that it could be. I just don't know what it would be because the silhouette looks kind of snake-like too. So I'm not too sure. I feel like when we do see it, we're all going to be super impressed with it. But I have no idea, man. I wish he threw an attack or did something. But I have no well, idea. Well, I'm going to say is, first of all, um, I really like your opinion about him coming from Wano and everything. That makes a lot of sense. But at least I have, like, a really good feeling that he is in his hybrid form. So if he is something like a snake god or something of the sorts, he's in his hybrid form. And that's why we can't really see too much of an animal like the others. Okay. I... <clears throat> when I saw it, I actually, for some reason, thought alien-like type of thing. But I'm not saying he has an alien fruit or anything. I just got that vibe from him. But I actually started thinking of, like, the percentage of what, um, not percentage, um, pretty much what Luffy has, right? That Luffy has, like, a Nika fruit. But we all know it's, like, a form of, like, or reminiscence, uh, a reference to the Monkey King. So the Monkey King in that type of um story and aspect. And I started thinking of... Or who are the other deities or like things that Oda could reference in Monkey King, in the Monkey King storyline that who are in a way other gods or deities like the Monkey King that Oda might be referencing in his show with the Gorosei and the Eam. Mm-hmm. I don't know their story like that. Shabash would be a good person to ask because he knows a little more for it. But I was thinking of that aspect. Mm-hmm. If the Gorosei or Eam might have, um, just like Luffy, Luffy's reference to the Monkey King, what other deities they might be referenced to. And maybe that... Um, the, that guy with the sword, I forgot his name. Venus Joe. Venus Joe might be something similar to that as well. It, it's kind of <clears> weird, too, because I remember when we were reading the chapter live on our channel with Hime and uh, Chestnut and Fizo from TCB Scans, and we were we always known that the Gorosei are called the Five Elder Stars, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, they go after the planets, obviously. Venus Joe is the planet Venus. And I started looking up, like, uh, usually planets are referred to with animals, right? Yeah. And I started to look at, like, which animals were associated with each planet. And it turned out that that line of thinking was completely false. Because um, if you look at Saturn, he doesn't resemble uh, what the animal is for Saturn. So right. I think that Oda kind of played around with the animals itself or mm-hmm. the deities. And I just... I just don't know, man. And I think that's a beautiful thing not to know. But, yeah. Yeah. I personally think that Oda's pulling from a lot of different sources for the Gorsese fruits. I don't think they're all going to be from, like, the Monkey King story or they're all going to be, like, from the planets. But maybe one or two will be because, at least from my thought process, a lot of them, they all seem very different, but also... Some seem more generic, and then some seem a lot more interesting. I agree. I agree. But listen, Ryan, thank you so much for calling, man. It's truly an honor to have you call. I'm glad that you called, and I hope to hear from you again. And also, please, start a YouTube channel. I want to see more stuff from you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to let you guys go, and hopefully we have another caller that has some interesting questions. Yes. Probably about Blackbeard. Oh but my God! Thank you guys so much for letting me on. I really appreciate it. I didn't think I'd get on, and <laughs> seriously, some really nice words from you guys. Like, really appreciate it. So, thank you so much nah. for everything. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, appreciate you more, man. Thanks Talk to you calling. later. Yeah. 
Yo, man. Yo, he was good, man. Yeah, he was spinning. Yo, yo Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? It's been a while, boys. It's JT. Hey, yeah, JT. Why you always sound like you out of breath, bro? <laughs> bro, because my heart beating calm and not. It's hard to talk to Lionel, bro. You know how it is. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Lionel just making me, you know, my heartbeat a little bit, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> last last <laughs> month ended, the, bro. The club, you know, you know, I Seb, Seb ain't here. He so not. There's, there's gotta be someone to trash Big Mom. <laughs> I wasn't able to do it last week. Okay. Uh huh. Because y'all was hyping Big up, Big Mom up way too much, and I kind of got a problem with it. Because y'all saying like she's in the weakest Yonko. And it sounded like y'all were saying that there was a chance that Luffy couldn't beat her. I'm telling you right now, Luffy would slam Big Mom. And here's the thing. People keep on giving Big Mom credit saying, oh, she was nerfed this, that, and the other way against Law. Oh, she couldn't use, Oda didn't let her use her advanced conquerors, this, whatever. That makes her a bad fighter. We can't just <laughs> give her credit for stuff that she hasn't done and possibly the most important fight of her entire life, okay? If we're gonna, you know, use Yonko's as a standard of like, what, like you've seen people say Yonko level. Well, the same person that did 50% or is, I know y'all hate kids, so I'll say 30 or 35% of the damage to Big Mom in that fight pulled up on another Yonko and his whole crew got one shot. So I don't even know what Yonko level means there. So I think that when people say, when Seb says, you know, Big Mom's the weakest Yonko, excluding Buggy. You know, I'd even have a Blackbeard beating Big Mom. I don't care. I think he could do it. So I think that we need to chill out on the Big Mom slander. Or I think we need to up the Big Mom slander, my fault. I love how you come in firing off on all cylinders. <laughs> and you stay. you can't just give somebody something that they just don't do. And yet you rep Mihawk regardless of the situation <laughs> you gotta pick a side my brother it's either you gonna give credit where credit is due or you're not different. gonna give credit when they don't do something that's completely different oh it's actually different oh okay because you know why because mm. has mihawk ever lost i mean the only person he ever beat was barat t.a zoro so <laughs> has he ever lost though i mean no he hasn't because i guarantee if it's the biggest fight of his life like big mom was in uh, He's pulling all the stops, so we can't really compare me, Hawk. I know what you're trying to do. I'm not trying to do nothing. I'm just trying to make, you know, what you're saying, I need you to be consistent. I, I, I'm extremely consistent. Oh. Just that one piece talk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. What's, what's your point, man? What you want us to talk about, bro? Because you, you're saying a whole I bunch just, of nonsense, man. I just wanted man. to trash Big Mom. I just wanted to, you know, tell y'all that y'all were one last time. But I do have a question, and this shouldn't take too long. Okay. So I, I'm going to try to make this make sense because it might be confusing, but it's really not. Like, you know how we all think that there's a character that's, like, top one, and there's top one candidates, and I'm talking all-time right now, like all-time right now, so not, like, in the season Luffy. What, like, percentage do you think each character, not, like, not each character, but, like, for me, I would say 50% emu, 50% rocks of having a chance or being top one. Does that make sense? Um, you're just saying, like, what's the percentage of all time, no matter what yeah, feeds, yeah. What no matter what the, narration? What do you think the chances 
what do you think the chances of each character being top one, even though we haven't seen all from it? Like, in your head, what do you think the percentages are? Top one? Uh, for me, it's always going to be rocks until proven guilty. Uh, I think it's 100%. I think there's way too much uh, evidence that points towards it, especially Kaido saying, you know, he's in the tier of people who can hurt him. Um, so for me, it's like, that was the most dangerous guy in the world. Even somebody that was in the seat at the empty throne was worried about this guy taking his position, in my opinion. Uh, he had the crew, had everything you needed, um, reigned over three Conqueror's hockey users, which then went into the next era to control that era. And the only person that can compare to him was Roger. So I, I that's for me 100%. I don't, I don't think Emu could amount to that type of strength. But what do you guys think to JT's question? That if Emo's going to be top one? What's the percentage of him actually being top one? Oh. Or like anybody else that could be top one all time? Emo? I'm not going to put him on the same level as Gold Roger, Rocks, Whitebeard, <clears throat> and even Garp and Sengoku. I'll probably, for what we've seen, I'll have him percentage wise of being top one. To me, it's going to be lower. I will give it. I'll give it about a 70, 75%, you know, this decent rating because he is also, you know, the king of the world. So I have to give some credit because I believe One Piece, it's going to be with some strength, you know, but I got to see more. I'm not just going to give him stuff uh, that, and anyone else, the only one you, you, you got to go with the main character, Luffy. He's in a way kind of written where he's going to eventually surpass, you know, everybody. Like that's how old is doing it. So Luffy would be the next person that's probably going to be top one in the show. And I would put, because I hold Ryuma also very high. like, And I keep going back to it. I say it over and over and over again. I thought it was interesting that back in Wano, right after the fight, they said something about Ryuma saying how the only person that could rival him was Joy Boy. Right? That's what they said in the manga about Ryuma. The only one. That he said, he said that I think they worded it is second only to Joy Boy. Right? So if obviously Luffy's in a way... Joy Boy and Sunga Nika and the possibly won that one. Then Zoro's supposed to be, you know, the next Ryuma. I put them two are supposed to be the ones that are going to stand above the being the top two. So mm. that's how I see it. Lionel, wait. So we're going back because Lawrence went to Ryuma. We're going that far back. Or it's all time. All time. Yeah. It's honestly, it's, that's a really like interesting and hard question. Um, I might just go with Roger because the fact that he said that Goma Wakaido said that Roger reigned with his hockey. So he, Roger fought ability users, non-ability users, martial arts, whatever. Who, swordsman. Swordsman, I guess, Swordsman. And again, we don't hey, know. Hmm? I'm sorry, what you Never mind, never mind. <laughs> um, never they, mind. Yeah. they never said that Roger was undefeated or, or if he lost or not. I have no idea. They don't really give his record like that. But the fact that Kaido, you know, who's seen Roger or whatever, saying that he reigned with his hockey. Mm -hmm. And hockey, and Roger's probably the, one of the strongest kingdoms and user, hockey users of all time, from the knowledge that you've seen Shanks is mimicking his own fighting style. We're seeing, like, you know. So I give it to, because I, I would say Ryuma, I would say Nika, but, like, I don't know if, like, since, like, it's, it's like, they're deity, so, like, they're supposed to be that high. And we, I don't even know how fully strong we are if they're even real because the abilities-wise. So that's, that's a little vague. With Yuma, I want to put him up there, but, like, I don't know if he's a Kingdom Citizen user. I don't know where his hockey. I just know he used Bo Shoko hockey and Black and his blade. 
but like I don't know where he was at with his hockey proficiency like that. Yeah. So like again, I, I can't rate his hockey or his overall strength. You know, they just he's undefeated, but they also said Nobles. Mm. He fought Nobles and Nobles didn't look that strong last year to Gorise. And I don't think they're we don't know the, their ties back then. You gotta think when I think Nobles, I think Kingdoms. So he fought pirates, people or whoever was challenging Wano at that time to get to the city of gold and or to even challenge him, but also kingdoms. Nobles usually nobility royalty. So you gotta think kingdoms were also coming after that as well. And I, and I do agree with that too, but I also go by like the Grin, I do acknowledge what Sebastian said. He said we don't know how the sword qualities at that time. Because he only had a twenty one. Or Roger, he conquered a twelve. Like um pretty much Mihawk is carrying a twelve, Whitebeard is carrying a twelve, which is a higher blade than Ryuma's. So I'm just like like all good. I don't know the because I'm not saying for instance if you go by that Odin's blade, that's a twenty one, but you might think, Oh, that looks more special than a twelve. But we ever seen somebody weird or twelve from like, you know, and showing how difficult it was for them to conquer it. Yeah. But, so why not just say um Roger for now? Alright. JT, what about you? Yeah, so yeah, I don't think it's like like I don't have Ryuma anywhere near up there or Rot. Like I have uh, Roger and Ryuma like sort of up there, but I have Ryuma losing to Mihawk, and I don't think that Roger's gonna be in Whitebeard if they're both going all at it. So I yeah, I had a fifty percent, fifty percent uh, Emu and Rocks. There's no way that Rocks' crew was that stacked unless he was that guy. Um, took Roger and Garb to beat him, and Emu just the stuff that we've seen. You know the control that she has, or he has, whatever. I'm not. I'm, I'm just gonna play it safe. I'm gonna say fifty-fifty right now for top one. But I think obviously that's gonna change. Um, end of the show or manga. All right, JT. Before we let you go, I just I just had to ask a question real quick. Um, who won the fight between Shanks and and Mihawk when they battled? It was a draw. All right. Yo, listen, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. <laughs> Much love to you, JT. I appreciate hey, you, bro. Right. As always, you know I mess with you heavy, dog. Listen, I bro. I appreciate you. Question. I just I appreciate you. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Who lost a one v one to a fish? Shanks. Okay. Yeah. I love you, bro. All right, See bro. Later, bro. See you later, man. You count that as a loss? That's crazy. Hey, guys, we're going to read Super Chats right now, and then we're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to go right back into Super Chat, uh, into uh, phone calls. All right, so give me a second so I can catch up. Uh, Zavenchi Lafleur with the two says, do you guys think it'll be a God Valley Part 2? Wait, with kind of? With who? I don't know, bro. Well, yeah, what crew is stacked up? They kind of... There's, there's no crew stacked up yeah, like, like that. that. No, the only not. thing that was even close to it is what we kind of already just saw in Wano. With you mm. had uh, the one we didn't get all of Big Mom's crew. We mm. got like maybe two members. Yeah, you know, but it should have been like Big Mom's crew and Kaido's crew against the Straw Hats and the Alliance. That's would have been the God. But the only problem is no Alliance with the Marines. Mm. But that would have been our God Valley. But beside that, we, there's no other crew that's stacked up like that that we would get. And who would do, if we're gonna do the exact thing? Who's if we can team up? It would either be Colby or Smoker. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Zone 126 with the two says hashtag Larry knows best. Thank you guys. Also, guys, if you haven't liked the video just yet, please like the video. Uh, Project Iceman with the five says in a previous question from another episode, there was someone asking if hockey could be taken as a power source. Then I thought, doesn't Enma do that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, kinda. It's it's draining the actual user, but it's not extracting it to something else. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it's still holding on. Zoro's still holding on to it. Yeah. But it's not like taking it out of his body where I could like you know harness it like Vegapunk for science or something and use it to give it to others. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and also eventually, eventually, it would eventually kill you. Like if you keep on overusing it, and it's not gonna like even though the hockey does stay in the blade, but they can't take the hockey out of the blade, to my knowledge. Mm. So. All right, uh, Josh Hutt with the two says first time live. Got to do it right, Buggy Gang. Uh, I'm glad to see the Buggy Gang still going, bro. <laughs> um, then we have Justin Hurd with the ten says new viewer and first time watcher. Thank you. Started listening on Spotify, heard a theory about the Gorosei having a celestial fruit, and wanted to say that hearing that made me think of constellations. Thoughts? Uh, We talked about this. Uh, Somebody else brought it up about being cosmic uh, fruits, and I forgot what was really said, but it's an interesting idea. It's just I don't think we have the mental capacity to say what that would possibly mean. Like, what does all of them have starlight power or... Uh, mm-hmm. Do all of them have space weather or space elementals that can't be counteracted because there's no ability like that on Earth? Like, I don't know, bro. Yeah. They, they would probably be deities of the constellations. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like, what what did they, how, like, what would they do? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like, how would we put that in Yeah, the like, like, I don't uh, understand. Like, I'm, Yeah, because cosmic energy, how do we define that to show that or yeah. explain that? True. See now you gotta be thinking of what's the what's isn't those those animals like those are constellations. Yeah, but I'm saying like, what if off those like those are the zones that they were they're referring to. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. But yeah, like you're saying, what is that? Like, yeah, that, like what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. The only thing is like I know aren't the planets like named after like some type of Greek god? So it could yeah. be related to that. And I think maybe other gods as well. So Oda could be playing with the research of each planet is named mm-hmm. after so 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 called Greek god or mythical god yeah you know uh luna is 14 with the five says absolutely nothing uh <laughs> thank you but like the video anyway since you didn't say anything uh dead kirby 22 with the two says better use of hockey brook or cabbage hashtag buggy gang you cavandish he's talking about i think he's talking about cavandish it's cavandish yeah yeah definitely hands yeah. down uh cavandish for sure all right and then we have jt who just called in, uh, became a member for five months, and he went to the Nakama status. Thank you so much, JT. Hey, he says, shout out Lawrence, even though Virgo beats Pika. Okay. I mean, <laughs> and you can think that. I, I'm i saying Oda had Zoro fight Pika for a reason, and he had Sanji fight Virgo. But who mm. also fought Virgo? Law. Yeah, but look sure? how that fight turned out, Lionel. That's so, like saying, oh... Who's who was on Jinbei's level because Jinbei because he fought Jinbei. Come on, man. We saw how that fight played out. It's still Virgo's still struggling with Pika. Like it's kind of evident. Like if you look at even how Dolphinico views Virgo, how would he get past his ability? Huh? How would Virgo get past Pika's ability if their hockey level? They both saw they could full body their hockey. So you could at least say their hockey levels the same, right? I can't say that. No, at the, I said at the very least. We we both saw where did Virgo show he had stronger hockey than Pika? He just tapped the ground and cracked, and I didn't see Pika, Pika do any of that. So so that shows he has stronger tapping well, the ground can, now. Can, no, yeah, no, yeah. The fact that he tapped the ground and cracked it. Don't make me croak Boosley on you, man. Mortis, okay, was uh, Pika dead for a lion? Most likely, yeah. 
He only, for instance, this whole fight with Zolo, he only did hockey one time just to get destroyed. He didn't do no hockey attacks, but he had all the means to do it with his sword attacks, with his um, with his ability. Could you confuse that with hockey? He has to do that once. The only time he did hockey was to defend, and he gets taken down. And Pika, I mean, Virgo was relying on heart, uh, Law's heart. As soon as he got that back, fight was over. But he's still using hockey. So? I'm saying that he showed that he's more proficient at hockey than Pika was. How? They both did this. this the high, Virgo's highest level of hockey, right? Feet was covered his entire body. Yeah, that's the first time we've seen that in the show. We've at least seen Pika do the exact same thing. When Zoro shut down his ability, what he revert to? He goes, all right, I'm just going to beat you with my hockey. Then still lost out. So where's the greater hockey in that? Where does Virgo show that he has surpassed Pika in hockey? Proof to me. Again, destructive damage-wise. By tapping and the floor. And he also, again, no, he destructive damage. Also, he fought Virgo and Virgo. I'm mean, sorry. He fought Smoker, mm-hmm. another hockey user, and he couldn't overpower um, Smoker couldn't overpower him. So? So now Pika can't overpower Smoker? You can, you can prove that? It's questionable. No, it's questionable. Because, again, mm-hmm. in fact, if you, like, going by with, um, pretty much going by um, uh, Queen, how, where's his hockey level? Yeah, he's a one billion bounty. Where's his hockey level? Is it stronger than Sanji's? Because we've seen Sanji do not even hockey honing at all. Well, Pika did it. Yeah, he's sending Pika flying. We, and he's a proficient hockey user. He even, he even raved about how his ability could, uh, could destroy master Boshaka users. Yet Sanji just does his Esco telling. Does he, we didn't even know if he did hockey honing and beats Pika. I mean, beats um Queen. Yeah, but these are not those fighters. We're talking no, about I'm sorry, Virgo. Again, I'm going by again. Who who you thought was a more proficient hockey user? To Queen? Me? No, Queen or Sanji. But that's that's not the same as viewing Virgo and Pika. Because to me, I saw Virgo and Pika, because that's who we're talking about, the same. But I saw one with an ability that I don't see Virgo getting past at all. I, I don't see Virgo. Because again, all the first is that Virgo knows all Pika's movesets. And, and, like, and vice versa. When he knows all Pika's movesets, he can stay in the air. So all that Zolo, or oh, I'm trying to find Pika and needed some help to throw me at Pika. <laughs> oh, I can just stay in the air and attack Pika wherever he was. Plus, Virgo has observation. So wherever Pika's hiding at, trying to with his ability, Virgo just come and destroy. With his wrong, with his Walshiki techniques, we show that could punch through stone, through steel, and he has flying blade techniques. Could do the same thing as Zolo. So what is Pika really doing to stopping Virgo? So Pika doesn't know Virgo's moves? Why is it one-sided? Answer that. I never said he didn't know. Okay, but that's what you use. So that means it goes vice versa. So they both know each other's moves, right? And what they're showing, they both do the same thing with their hockey, right? Oh, I could tap the ground. I could control the ground that you're tapping. And he could break through it. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah, Show me when. <laughs> Show me when he did it to Virgo. I mean, when Virgo did it to Pika. Because he, 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 he did a ground. You know, you're forgetting. Do you remember the move that he did on Smoker? When he swung the thing and it hit Smoker and it went through Smoker and destroyed really half the factory and destroyed it? That was just one technique. Okay. He wasn't going to add that. He wasn't even on his full hockey mode. That mm-hmm. was his base. Okay. So, again, so you're, trying, you're, you're using Smoker no, as a no, valid no, one. No, 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 no. Are you serious? No, I'm not using Smoker. I'm using the destructive damage he did. After the blow with Smoker. When okay. it went through Smoker, the after effect would have just damaged. Again, that wasn't his full hockey form. It did that much damage already. Mm-hmm. Then I said, then I added again, when he went to full body hockey, all he did was tap the ground, barely any movement. And it was already cracking. 
Showing his destructive power. That's what I'm focused on. Apparently, you're not. I'm focused on Virgo's <laughs> destructive power. But See, I also saw fighting Pika. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he, where he could go to with his observation, it would be a lot easier fight for Virgo than Zolo. I also Zolo saw. I also saw. I also saw Virgo getting chipped up by a weakened Sanji. What, what do you say to that? Sanji was weakened because Nami, remember, Nami was in his body taking damage. So we thought, we never saw Sanji who kicks that hard. Breaking shins. Breaking shins, yet. Sanji was that weakened. His shin cracked. I can show you the, the manga panel. Yeah. He was that weakened. Right? Sanji had the only damage shins. Never broke a bow, but he's getting, getting uh, his shin's getting chipped here. But Sanji's beating up Virgo in his weak condition. But did he win the fight? No, Virgo <laughs> won that fight. fight bro. We saw a smoke, no. We saw, no, 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 we saw a smoker hurt Virgo, but who won the fight? Virgo won, so that simply doesn't matter. We see people get beat up by other kids so, all the time just to lose. So, so, so Virgo would it be Sanji? In that, so, so, answer this question. So Virgo would it be Sanji? No, I got Sanji. Oh, fight. okay, in that weakened condition. Yeah. Right, okay. No, in so, that weakened condition, no. So, no, I mean, look, that weakened. Oh, so I want to know what is Sanji doing to Pika? Sanji's beating Pika. If you wait, you think Pika, Sanji's losing Sanji, Pika? Sanji, no, Sanji then at Desrosa, right? Against Pika. How does Sanji get past Pika? But he has better observation than Zolo. Okay. And he can stand here just like Okay. Um just like Virgo. And okay. he has destructive power to break through stone as well. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. To reach Pika though? Yeah. You can break his stone. Because <laughs> you think Sanji can't? Lionel, at that time, we saw, right? What we saw we saw Zoro chipping up his stone all day long. But he used strong attack, stronger attack than I saw Sanji to put out to reach Pika himself. Right? Toward that massive body of stone. When has Sanji proven that I could break through all that stone to reach Pika if he's hiding inside that? Zoro's like, I can do that. I can cut through all your stone and reach you. He has a blade. Okay. He cuts through things, bro. Dude, did Sanji pick <laughs> up a blade? I'm just saying that the main thing is that Zoro got to him. Can Virgo and Sanji? You're saying yes because you believe so. Yeah. Prove it. Okay, I can use this. I see Sanji, pre-time skip, take orange after his feet. And knock him down. And I see Sanji with Pell Orange's bazooka with one foot mm-hmm. pre time skip. So? Sanji has that sort of power pre time skip. He got two years of training at Soma Stronger and with hockey. Lionel. You trying to tell me he can't break through Pika? Lionel. That's ridiculous. Lionel, bro. you're comparing? Yes. You, you're comparing Ors, right? Who has bones. And we saw it get cut up. We saw, like, strings cut that thing like it was nothing. No hockey involved, right? We saw that. To massive stone. You're trying to see, all right, like, Don Flamingo stones could, strings could cut through Pika. Like, what you're arguing is really the same thing I'm arguing as in. No. No, what? You're trying to tell me, did Don Flamingo strings could cut through Pika's stones easily? Can they? Can we they haven't not? seen it. So you know, no, no. Have we seen it? No, can he do it? That I can't fully say because we haven't seen it. Larry, can um, Don Flamingo strings cut through Pika Stone? With yeah. hockey or without exactly. hockey? No, exactly. With hockey that's or without hockey? That, no. That's the correct with answer. With hockey or without you hockey? You're saying I haven't seen it. It's dumb. No, no. It doesn't make any no, no. sense. I, it doesn't, it doesn't I make any sense. It. I haven't seen it. Everybody would say. No, everybody would say that Don Flamingo's strings would cut through Pika Stone. Lotto, with or without hockey? So you saying it sounds ridiculous and stupid. With or without hockey? Answer that question. Shabazz Why are you dodging the question? Thing. Why are you dodging the question? It doesn't matter. He doesn't need hockey to cut through strings. He so, can just do it. So, so you know what? I really saw Doflamingo do one leg kick, with, maybe without his strength, with like Ron Kaku, and cut half the building off. So those are his basic strengths, Lionel? 
Those are no, no, answer that question. Those are his basic strings. So that's what I, that's what I talk about. Cut ores. His basic string. What I'm using to stop you. That's the basic string that cut through ores. Yeah. Right. So you're saying that same kick is his basic string. That's what you're saying. Cause you're wrong. It's not his basic string. That's like saying overheat is the same one that I'm using to wrap around your body. It's not the same thing. These are different attacks, different techniques. So you want to try to fact check me, get your fact check. Like, Lawrence, are you serious? Lawrence, makes sense. Lawrence, like, dude, how does make sense? sense Lawrence, Lawrence, how does that make sense? Those are the strings that matter. They're sharp. They can cut through anything. Okay. Pretty much. We even saw birdcage. We didn't even know birdcage has hockey on it. Yeah, it's cutting through things. Not the same. Those are not the same attacks. You use overheat. When I saw overheat get blocked so easily by law. That's law, though. Yeah, we snowed in my finger. The same dude that one-shotted Virgo. Like, are you serious? <laughs> he would one-shot Pico. What are we talking about? He would one-shot Pico. Exactly, yeah. Lawrence. I, we just say that. We just say that Virgo is stronger than Pico. Regardless, we both get one-shotted. Because, again, okay, who's the same strength? Kaito and Luffy. You can argue Kaito and Luffy. Guess who both get one-shotted by Kaido? Both of them. <laughs> but who's stronger? Luffy or Kaiteri? Like, Just because two people get one shot doesn't mean they're the same strength. It doesn't mean that. Just like One Punch Man. He couldn't even rate people's strength because everybody beats him one punch. We clearly there's different people at different levels but you're of not, strength. You're bringing up stuff that I'm not even talking about. No, <laughs> and I'm the And that the point I'm not even making. No, you're, I'm, adding, I'm adding to my argument. Saying that you're saying that, oh, you're oh, Pika and Virgo are on the same hockey. What I'm using, all right, but I saw more destructive power from Virgo's attack than Pika's. Like, that's fine. And I saw more impressive feats from Vega against someone who's stronger, as in Sanji. I saw legit Sanji chipping up Virgo in hand-to-hand -hand combat, right? Hand-to-hand. -hand. Virgo was getting outmatched by Sanji in a weaky condition. <laughs> but we didn't even see the whole fight. Doesn't matter. We saw enough. We saw enough. But you're, you're forgetting. They were training at one point. Were they not? Oh, Training okay. legs. Yeah. When did Sanji mm -hmm. hit after that? Tell me. Did Sanji after shot training legs? The Sanji land another half after that. I saw Virgo getting pushed back, getting flanked Okay, that was the beginning. The beginning. What did I just say? I said, when we saw Sanji Did he Virgo get the upper hand? Clutch. Did he legs. get the upper hand? Who, did you see Sanji land another hand? But did he, did he get the upper hand? And you're talking about me not answering the no, question. No, no. You're not answering my question. Yes, I am. No, <laughs> you yes, did it. Yes, I am. Because I'm saying Did Sanji get the upper hand? I didn't see it. Oh, I see Sanji dodge Virgo's attack. So what does that tell me? Training. So what does nope. that tell me? What does that tell me? Right, that him and Sanji are the same strength. That when he fought Law, Law one shot at him. Right, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You're trying to say that oh he he didn't lose, but he's shown he's a, where his level at was Sanji's level. Then when he fought someone way stronger than Sanji, as in Law, gets one shot. The only reason that he even made it close to a fight is because he had Law's heart. And he fought someone who's also not even that strong, Smoker, right? Who would lose to Sanji too, pretty much. And he didn't even beat up Smoker right away. In fact, I was even watching that fight because I watched the manga and the anime that Smoker is hitting Virgo while hockey harding and still pushing Virgo back and still making him bleed. So that means this dude's taking damage from Smoker. Right? <laughs> so like, okay, so what are we talking Lawrence, about? Okay. Luffy got damaged by Bellamy and still one shot of this person. Yeah. Just because, again, just because you get damaged by someone does in a fight doesn't mean you will beat him. Lano. Or lose. Yeah. No, does Bellamy ever beat Luffy in a Lano, fight? Lano, you forget the key No, does Luffy? No, no. Does Bellamy ever beat Luffy in a fight? The answer is no. No, no. But Lano. he was still damaging. But what, Luffy did but what did Luffy say? No, Luffy did I know. I know this. Because I brought this out. But you, you, I you using so smoker. You use all this stuff. But what you got one shot But what well, did Luffy say? Well, Luffy, no, no, no. What did Real Luffy say? No, no. Dolph Mingo would cut through his strings and Virgo stronger than Bro, Pico. I'm saying right now, 
One, you still haven't proven anything. And two, you haven't proven anything Luffy, either. Luffy, Luffy legit. You haven't proven anything either, Luffy bro. Luffy legit. You said that Dolphin Eagle strings could have come from people. Yo, was the dumbest all, things you ever said. I didn't say could have. I didn't say could have. Right. Don't put words in my mouth, first of all. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Show me, show me no, a panel. No, no. Show me a panel. I don't need a panel. Well, all right, then. I need a panel. How does that even make sense? Right, we just right, haven't seen it. Right, right. Well, I haven't seen it, but I want to say one thing. Argument. I want to say one thing. Yo, makes no sense. First of all, girl. Make no sense. First of all, girl. That's an argument. I didn't say it. First of all, girl. I haven't seen it. First of all, girl. So what are you even saying? I don't know what I'm saying. First of all, girl. First of all, girl. Time out. Time out. Time out. Girl, make no sense. Be a man. Time out. Be a man. Time out. Time out. Learn to be a man. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. All right, good points on both ends. <laughs> uh, we haven't finished Super Chats yet, so we're going to continue with that. Uh, Ryanosuke, with the two, says, Larry went into mama mode like Big Mom saw Otama. <laughs> that was with uh, the wonderful Ryan. Uh, Trev, with the two, says, somebody get this kid the Nika Nika fruit. Uh, and then we have Regal Sloth with the five says, what's up, guys? You think anyone else on the crew gets a fruit? And how does Chopper and Brooks awaken? Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. We don't think anybody else gets a fruit yeah, on the I crew. So uh, I can answer that for all of us. And the Chopper and Brook thing. <laughs> Chopper becomes, like, more human. He has, like, a human face. I don't know, bro. <laughs> and then Brook, he probably, like, raised the dead or something like that. That would be interesting. Yeah, Broker with the 50 says, Hi, guys. I was planning on calling in with my Shanks theory, but it's still too long for a call. I sent it to Seb for his opinion, but he didn't know he didn't know he was in tonight. I hope that he shares it with you so you guys can tell me what you think. Love you guys. I think you sent me a message. I'll check that in a few, Broker. Uh, Habib Mohammed with the five says, My theory that the Holy Knights are still on God Valley, and they are protecting or guarding Rox D. Zebek's body. I would hate that. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see, just to make sure. Oh, Eddie Unknown with the two says, useless kid fan. <laughs> and then Jack D. Slim with the two says, do y'all think Emu has hockey because he hit Sabo? I think it could go both ways. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Charlo says, what you think Kazaro going to do at Egghead? He going to stunt. Uh, yeah. That well, meet me with the 10 says, I appreciate you guys for everything that you said. It meant a lot. I will definitely call in the future episodes. Definitely will consider making YouTube videos. I'm pretty sure that is the wonderful Ryan. I hope you do, man. Uh, I do think you have a talent that you haven't kicked into yet. JT with the five says, Lawrence, Sanji kicked Virgo and his leg legitimately broke. Virgo can destroy large amounts of rock, easily beating Pika and... Uh, and disappointed. I'm disappointed in you right now. <laughs> and if you then, think Virgo easily disappoints you, then you're, you're, and you're then, mistaken. And then uh, we have JT with another five says, glad I started this. Lionel, the old you wouldn't take this level of disrespect from Lawrence. I'm just saying. <laughs> what? The old And then uh, Soki King with the two says, look at Larry. He's loving this way too much. I do. I like sitting down and watching the twins go at it. That's like one of my favorite things. I just hate listening to Sebastian because he, <laughs> he just never makes sense, bro. And it's crazy because I used to agree with him a lot when we were in the attic. Uh, and then JT with another two says, dang, Lionel, uh, Lawrence said, learn to be a man. Wow. Yeah, Lawrence could get disrespectful. Bro. No, yeah, he always does that. <laughs> he can't use other words to argue, so he starts coming at me instead of using actual One Piece logic. <laughs> And then we got, hold on, before you go, Lawrence, because I know you're going to go back. Michael G with the 15 says the twins cast for Dory versus Brocky Netflix live action. <laughs> who would be Dory and who would be Brocky? That's the question. Marv, go to the sponsorship. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with a relationship, or just struggling from low self-esteem. Listen, I've been there. We've been there. If so, then today's BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your own convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire, simple as that, to help assess your specific needs. And then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I happened to sign up at one point regarding my confidence issues. Next thing you know, my confidence issues are not issues anymore. I'm doing pretty well in that area. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer goes out to all that One Piece Talk listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash T-O-P-T. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-O-P-T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> they just slightly went out at, at, at each other again off camera. <laughs> All right, listen, you know what's crazy? I hope you guys compare how me and Seb debate compared to how these two debate, because they clearly are more aggressive. <laughs> Except when Sebastian trolls. Then he gets a little too aggressive, because he began mad emotional. Uh, but, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here as well. Uh, I just want to say, if you haven't liked the video yet, please like the video. Also, thank you for all the super chats you guys do. Uh, greatly appreciate you. And now, Marv, let's get back into phone calls. Excuse me. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That Won't Be Stalk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, how you doing, Larry? This is JD Rich, man. What's going hey, on? Hey, what's up, brother? Nice to talk to you. Oh man, man, it's an honor. First of all, it's an honor to be up on here with you guys, man. I love all what you do. Shout out to everybody. Thank you. And the community you, in general. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you I, I just want to call up to say real quick that um I think that Shanks, Zoro, Robin, and Ace are gonna be the actual keys to the end game. Especially with Shanks' age gap. Now, check this out. Shanks is 45 years younger than Roger. He was one years old when Roger found him. But check this. How old, how, what's the age gap between Porcacy, Rouge, and Shanks? But it's seven years. See, when Roger found, when Roger found Shanks, basically, Porcacy, Rouge was seven years old. Now, look at this. Nico D'Albia, she's 12 years older than Rouge. She was literally 20 years old when Roger found Shanks. Now, if you look at this, if you look at Shanks and you look at his like hair color and, and, and his face and whatnot, now look at Corpus D. Rouge and look at Ace. If you look at the face of Shanks and look at the face of Ace, change Shanks' hair colors from red to black and change um, Ace's freckles to no freckles, basically, you damn near have identical twins. So what I'm basically going on the tangent is I've been doing some research and I believe that Shanks and Ace are actually biological cousins through the blood of their mother. 
Shanks' mom is 17 years older than Porky Z. Rouge. She died giving birth to him literally aboard the Sabre Zedek at the age of 24 years old. Because Roger found him the following year. Well, I believe, now I'm just going to go on a tangent. As far as like um, figuring goes, the figuring guy, I actually believe he was demoted to be a God's man. So I believe that actually during the events of God Valley, he either was not supposed to let Zedek step foot on God Valley at all, or he may have got defeated by Zedek. But either way, Roger and Garp later on showed up for the final confrontation. Now check this out. People think that Shanks has celestial ties and all that, but really, it's, 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 really a, it's really simple, man. Shanks was found in the treasure chest because his father was a pirate. If you're a pirate and you're sailing and you got a baby, the next best thing to do is literally stash him away anywhere on the ship so that way you can go out and do your business. Now, Zevik wanted to rule the world. What does the world revolve around? Politics. And when you look at politics, remember what Shanks, remember what the girl said to Shanks when he first showed up? A man like you should not be showing his face during these times of politics. Now look at Whitebeard. Whitebeard said to Shanks, seeing your face makes this scar ache again from that guy. He clearly was not talking about Roger because he would have just said Roger. They had too much respect to call him that guy. Mm. I actually believe that. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, keep going. Yeah, I actually believe that. Check this out. Nico Obia, if you read pages, if you go back into the manga of 967 and 968, you can clearly see Nico Obia on the ship. Nico Obia is really dressed as a tomboy. She has her long hair, her bangs and whatnot, but she's dressed as a tomboy because, one, she was not only the archaeologist of the Roger Pirates, she was the sniper. She was literally the sniper. And, one, she was the first figure of a mother that Shanks actually ever came to know. See, the first four years of Shanks' life with Roger, he spoke them being raised by not only Roger, but also Nico Ovi as well. When you look at the O'Hara flashback, go look at two-year-old Robin. Robin is six years younger than Shanks. When Robin was two and she was begging Ovi not to get on that ship, that was Roger's ship. It wasn't the Earl Jackson because they were literally on their way to uh, Water 7 to get the Earl Jackson. But before they got the Earl Jackson, they picked up Nico Ovi first. Now, if you look at the Omar flashback and look at Obi about to get on the ship, you see a man crossing his arms in Roger style. That is Roger, because if you look at the hat, it's a captain's hat, not the straw hat. Who had his hat during this time? An eight-year-old Shanks who was given the hat four years earlier. Now, see, Shanks and Robin are going to have the biggest connection because, one, look at this. I'm going to break it off real quick. Go back to Drum Island. Remember what happened when Ace first debuted and he saw a telegram to Aluki saying that he would wait for Alabasta for three days? We don't know how long Ace was in Alabasta prior to even sending that message. And get this, we don't know if him and Robin ever met off screen. Now remember, when Ace destroyed the Baroque work ships, Robin gave a vague report of who did it. Because check this out. Crocodile and his past beef with Whitebeard, why the hell would he want to take on Luffy? and a white beard commander while trying to take over a kingdom at the same time. See, this tells us one thing. When Ace left off, that was purposely for the story plot. Get this. Robin was on the ship before Ace. Robin was literally on the woman Mary before Ace because that was her introduction. Now, get this. Robin met everybody on the crew, and then when Ace came, he met everybody on the crew. However, 
Rock ended up joining the crew and get Ace left. So Ace and Robin have a 10-year age gap. And look at this. Ace was born two years after Rock's death. Zorro, three years. Luffy, five years. And then Whitebeard's own son, six years after Rock's death. When Roger was 55 and he was at the Fishman Island, this was a year before he left the crew. When Roger was at the Fishman Island, he learned that the mermaid princess would be born in 10 years, but as well as somebody that would surpass him. Luffy was born 10 years later. That's another Shira Hoshi. Now check this out. I know I, I was just doing the tangent about Whitebeard's son, but look at this. Whitebeard's son will be revealed during the God Valley 2.0 because here's the thing. Whitebeard's son was actually revealed in the very first chapter, the very first episode of One Piece. We've already met him. He's been in our face this whole time. Now look at, look, I'll just tell you this. Garp raised Ace, Garp raised Luffy, Garp actually raised Sabo. And they all wanted to follow their own paths. But who did he raise that specifically wanted to be a Marine? Kobe. If you look at Kobe's forehead scar, look at Kobe, look at Whitebeard's chest, look at the similarities between the fact that Whitebeard got his scar from Rocks, Kobe got his scar fighting a Rocks member. Uh, what's his name? Wang G or whatever his name is. See, when Luffy, and, when Luffy and Kobe team up, they're going to reunite to go against Blackbeard, and that's going to be poetic justice for Blackbeard killing Whitebeard because he's going to be defeated by not only Garth's grandson, but his, his own former captain's son. Yeah. Basically, Kobe has been Whitebeard's son this whole time. He's intro at the debut of the story. Yeah. Now, with uh, Garth... This ties in heavily because when Garth actually went to go see Rouge, Rouge was 23 years old. She was still holding Ace. She, when she gave birth to him, she was 23 and she died at age. Garth is like, I think he's uh, four years younger than Robert. So he was, 50, he was like 56 around the time. Mm -hmm. And then four years later, that's when uh, Whitebeard's son was born, Kobe. Kobe was born six years after uh, Roger's death, Lucy five. Now, Look at this. Basically, <clears throat> basically with uh, Whitebeard, right? Yeah. Um, that's my attention. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm. I know I'm pulling out a lot. I know, man. But uh, I've been doing a lot of research. But check this out. I just want to go into one more thing that I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all talk. I want to say right now that Mihawk doesn't have Kamikaze because Buggy was used at Marine Board to confirm it. One, his thing, if you're a Kamikaze user, you can negate any Delacruz user that you're fighting. When Mihawk went after Luffy, Buggy got in the way. Mihawk cut Buggy and realized that his fruit nullified his uh, cuts. Now, for anybody saying, well, Mihawk wasn't trying to kill him, yes, he was. If you cut somebody with a sword, you have intent to kill him. Mihawk. Why didn't Mihawk right then there and say, oh, let me turn on my conference coding so I can hurry up and get you out of the way and get to Straw Hat because he doesn't have it. Now, see, I'm not saying that Mihawk isn't the greatest in the world, but what I am saying this, he's the greatest by holding the title. Remember what Mihawk said to Zoro when he first met him? Someone like you hasn't come around in quite a while. Who else would he be reminded of in that moment? Shanks, the only person who rivaled him. See, Shanks had the same potential as Zoro when they, when they first met Mihawk, except that Shanks 
had the experience that Zorro never did have when he first met New York. Mm-hmm. That's the key to the robbery. See, Zorro brought out the excitement that New York was missing when he fought Shanks. See, here's the key. The key thing between Luffy, Shanks, and New York is this. Luffy is the caveat between Shanks and his actual dream. Shanks sacrificing his arm was literally him giving up his uh, chance to actually go and finally beat Mihawk to claim that title. But see, Shanks has been the greatest this actual whole time. Remember, when Mihawk pulled up to show his bounty, the last three words that he said, as if I settled with, as if I settled the score with a, with a one-armed man such as yourself. Because one, Shanks is the only one to ever rival Mihawk in the history of the story. Anybody else who fought Mihawk after Mihawk refused to fight Shanks, they got washed. So the title naturally went to Mihawk because he was beating anybody after he stopped fighting Shanks. So there was nobody worthy of strength to even challenge him. So naturally, the title went to him. But Shanks is the actual race. And this ties into this. Rora Onoa Arashi. Rora Onoa Arashi was killed by random pirates, as Oda Bayley put it. But the thing is, Zoro has conquered Saki. Obviously, Arashi passed it down through, you know, genes and whatnot. But his thing, what random pirates are telling you they want on swordsmen that use Kamasaki? Yeah. Specifically, the top-tier pirates on the seas. Yeah. I believe that Rocky D. Zebi actually killed Zoro's dad. And now when the Elbats are top up, Zoro is going to get trained from Shanks, the actual world's greatest, to go take on the holder of the title. Now, I'm not saying that Mihawk is weak or anything like that. All I'm saying is this. You got to look at Mihawk and Shanks' boxes. One is more skilled, but one has more strength and just enough skill to keep up. Yeah. See, the key to their rivalry is this. Mihawk has a black blade. He doesn't have Kamasaki, but he doesn't need to have Kamasaki because his skill alone, he's able to stand with the greats. Yes. Shanks, the key to him being famous was his fight with Mihawk. But what was he doing every time he fought Mihawk? He was getting stronger. His hockey was getting stronger. If I have conquered Saki as a swordsman, and you don't, but you're also a very skilled swordsman, we can fight to a draw, but I always have the potential to overwhelm you with my hockey at any point in the battle. We don't know when that could be. So here's the thing. When Shanks finally uh, sacrificed his arm for Lucy, that really wasn't supposed to happen. If that hadn't happened, Shanks would have went on to finally beat me off because he was going to. But Lucy got in the way of that poetically by Shanks purposely giving up his arm. Because Mihawk refused to fight him afterwards. Here's the thing. If you're a swordsman, you still have your skill because it was stated that Shanks never got weaker. Why is it that you, even with one arm, why did he refuse to fight me? Because I'm the only one who ever gave you a challenge. And even with one arm, I still can do the same and potentially beat you. So you fear that. So I'm the actual world's greatest. However, you hold the title due to your own refusal to fight me. All right. That was a lot. Um, I don't. I don't really know where to start or what to. Uh, res- yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, bro, you, you were, you wrote a, you wrote a thirteen-page essay, bro. I can't digest all that info. So, uh, what I will say is this. What I will say is this. Um, you made a, a couple interesting uh, connections, um, and. I personally believe, I don't think we can give you a proper reaction because you did do so much research, clearly, and you did make some connections that um, went over our heads a bit. But if you can somehow uh, put this in a video or contact, 
if you don't do videos and contact somebody that can help you out with making the video, I think that this would be very much uh, better to digest visually. Because uh, when it comes to like the numbers and stuff like that, um, it's very hard for people to keep up with numbers like ages and stuff. And that's it. And the age gaps are the key to act the actual backstories and whatnot. Yeah. The age gaps are the key to the backstories. Yeah. So and Roger and Hank, their age gap specifically is the setup for God Valley as a whole and the potential in game. Yeah. So um, what I will say is this um, write it in our Discord in a way that you can uh, make us understand it a little bit easier. And I think that well, you'll really. I posted it in the comments for your last uh, live stream. Okay. If anybody okay. wants to go read it. All right. So, everybody, look out for that theory. Um, check it in the Discord if you can. And then let's get some uh, groups talking about this because I'm pretty and sure. Also, they... I just want to point out the fact that um, Ace and Shanks are cousins, dude. <laughs> if you look at both of them, yes. look at Shanks' hair color, change it to black, and remove Ace's freckles. They are literally identical twins. Yes. But um, it's poetic justice that Shanks went to Luffy Willis and he was actually looking for Ace. Well, he did, him, he met Luffy by total fate and coincidence. He was looking for his captain son. Yes. So what I will say is this: Listen, man, we're gonna take another call. But thank you for calling up and sharing that with us. And to everybody that uh, can look at that theory inside of our Discord, let's talk about it. But thank you, brother. I All appreciate right, you for calling up. Man. Man. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, man. Love the community, everybody. We are. All right. Hey, Take thank care. you so much. Thanks for sharing. All right, guys. Remember, there's no spoilers in chat. Mods, if you see spoilers, please ban them immediately. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, Larry. This is Jack. Hey, Jack. What's up, man? What's up? Oh, what's up? <laughs> my, my first time. My, hey. my first time calling in. I've been listening for a while. Oh, thanks, man. Love I appreciate you. you. No problem. Yeah, I'll welcome. try to keep this one short uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, I had a couple. I had a couple points. These are more personal, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna just spit them off. I think that Do Flamingo, when he makes his return, he's actually gonna uh, turn from his evil ways into into something like into into actually good kind of like a like a naruto talk no jutsu type of thing for uh these reasons i think i think he's gonna he's gonna remember his past and like marie joie and all of the like the celestial dragons he's gonna he's gonna realize that all of that was not what he actually wants to do um <laughs> I didn't really word that well, but <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna turn it around. I also believe that his glasses symbolize symbolize what he believes in. I feel like when he has them on, it's it's all evil and like it's it's his controlling power. But the only times I believe we've seen them off is when he got defeated by Luffy, and that was kind of like a oh like I've experienced this like freedom or. I've been shown this freedom from Luffy and when he was thinking about his past, um, when he was taking a nap, I think, and he had his glasses, like, I don't know, like yeah. he had the book over his face and his glasses were like on the table, I think mm -hmm. he, he was thinking about how, how bad that situation was with the celestial dragons and with the Don Quixote family. 
Um, that's that's more of a that's more of like a personal theory. Mm. I, I also yeah yeah go ahead. Um, I think I would hate to see uh, uh, Nofi go in that direction. Uh, I think we saw that with Orochimaru, and it didn't turn out for the best. Like I I, I just need my villains to yep. stay villainous. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I do see the uh, signs of Dofi losing his glasses and becoming more humane um, after being humiliated. Um, I definitely do see that connection. I know that there is something there that Oda, that's why Oda never showed his eyes. That's a good point out too. Yeah, that, like I said, it was it was more like on a whim, kind of a personal thing. I also I also wanted to just mention one more quick thing. I noticed how, um, how Toki called Luffy the Don in Wano and Literally, as I've seen from his from his straw hat, I don't know if anyone else has seen this, but it literally looks like the sun, like the dawn over the ocean. It's it's literally a flat straw hat, and then like half of the sun coming up over the. I don't. That's that might be a reach, but I thought that was something I might point out. No, that that actually uh, was floating around for a while. That's why what the D kind of means means like the dawn. Um, itself, I'm a, fir- a firm believer that's actually the name of what the D stands for, and um, there's they were probably like the Dawn Pirates or something like that. Um, but there are definitely uh, meanings that we've seen through the story between the Dawn and the Dusk, um, and I think that's one of the the main reasons why the Straw Hat is such a significant part of the series to represent that rising sun. You know, so I definitely do see it. Right. Right. Gotcha. Well, yeah. that, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. No, thank you. Kind of, kind of a crazy reach, but I just wanted to put it out there. No, I'm actually happy you called. I'm happy you reached. Um, listen, bro, we got a character that stretches. Why not stretch yourself? You know what I'm saying? Pause. But it's like, <laughs> that's how we should see it, man. So thank you for calling and for watching us for so long. So appreciate you. Yeah. And also, I, I think... You guys. Yeah, and I think Oda uses a lot of uh, symbols in his uh, manga. I th- even in the translation, they were saying that you would see it in the Japanese more so than you would see it translated in English. Yeah. Oda uses a lot of it. So I, th- I don't think it's too far. But yeah, thanks for calling. Thank you, bro. Yeah, nope. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Oh, man. <laughs> My name is Lyra from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey guys, this is Blazer Blazer. Blazer Blazer, what's up? You blazing? (laughs) (laughs) No, not right now. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, man? um, I just wanted to call into, I think I have like a pretty important question for you guys. And I think like anyone who has read through Wano probably thought this at one point. Okay. But um, I want to know your guys' opinion if you thought uh, Dendro really pimped out Hiori like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Odin's I mean, daughter, man. He's, he's <laughs> the most famous one in the entire land of Wano. Yo, out of pocket, bro. I think it was mainly because she's for sure her beauty. No, watch this. For no, sure, he, he did not. Yo. He was in that 24 7. Really bro. Bro. Listen, bro. Wow. Orochi was slamming that thing nope. down, bro. On God. On <laughs> God. Yo, 24 7. Nah, it was about this part, bro. Like, Dendro raised her, dude, from like 
five years old. He kind of groomed her. He groomed her, bro. He didn't raise her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I tripping, first yeah, of seriously. all. Like, they, that's like your moral dude, enemy. Why she, would you? She looked at Orochi and was like, do that, do that snake thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I think you already got that dog in her, dude. She'll she'll do anything for revenge. Yeah, she got that snake in her, bro. <laughs> Listen, bro. Stop. Listen, bro. I truly believe we're gonna see baby Zoro soon, man. Alright? I mean that cabin was stanking, bro. Alright. <laughs> what are you talking about, right? What are you what are you talking about? <laughs> that cabin with her and Zoro bro was stank, bro. Believe it. Believe it. Probably with like Alcohol, cause you know he stayed drinking. But. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm wallet, bro. I'm wallet. All right, all right. No, no. I mean, it's possible. Listen, she's a geisha. What, what makes you think she wasn't doing something she crazy? Wasn't, she wasn't. She was a geisha. You know, no, she was she a geisha, but yeah, no, it was the that. it was the lore. Why not? It was the lore that um the she lore? was going that she was going to, but they were like, yo, that yo, that's fire, bro. <laughs> there was like dudes around town, like yo, I, yo, I, yo, it was crazy. She she probably made them feel like special or good, but, but, do, but yeah. yeah, she wasn't doing that. She made them feel like wanted, special, and good, but like didn't really do anything. But yeah, yeah. she had to be throwing like. Uh, <laughs> You done? <laughs> you done? Alright, yo, I'm good, yo. What's Listen, Blazer, bro. You you need help, man. <laughs> you need help, Blazer. Okay. He did ask the question. Yeah, he did ask, he did ask the question. He ask the but Blazer, man, is that it? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you, I care what you're Listen, Blazer, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you for the laughs. <laughs> no problem. All right, talk to you later. Okay, bro. Hope you guys have a good day. Yeah, thank you, you too. too. Thank you. you. See you, Blazer. I like how you were an important question. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> 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 hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, what's going on? So, uh, my name's Jack. Uh, I just got uh, caught up with the series. I've been loving the podcast so far. It's, I've made my car ride a lot more enjoyable. Oh, thank um, you, Jack. We love Appreciate you, bro. We'd love to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. So, I have been waiting. I've been sitting on the series for a minute, and I think with the events coming up to Egghead, it's coming a little bit more into fruition. But, uh, obviously, I don't know any spoilers, so if this somehow tied to it, my bad. But here's my little theory, all right? <clears throat> I present to you the Kizaru color theory, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, bear with me on this one. It's going to be a little weird. So, the original three admirals, we got Okiji, uh, Akainu, and Kizaru. Each of them have a moniker related to a color, right? So, we have the red dog, the donkey, and um, what was the Kijis again? It was the blue, blue pheasant? pheasant? Yeah. Uh, blue pheasant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, for the secondary admirals, they also have colors, too. They have the um, tiger, I think, for Fujitoro. Purple tiger, I think yeah. the purple, yeah, purple tiger, paper green bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, my theory on this is that I do believe that there's going to be a third admiral that's going to come in that's going to represent uh, the color orange because the three admirals were based off the primary colors, red, yellow, and uh, And the secondary uh, air admirals or the second admirals are all based off the secondary colors orange, green, and purple. So 
what I this is all kind of boiling too. I do believe that the egghead incident is going to boil into this big catastrophe. And one of those big catastrophes is that we have an admiral die in the field. Hold on, bro. You cut out. You cut out after you said uh, oh. pass in the field. Uh, you're losing connection every so often. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what uh, what part do you need to repeat? But you said when an admiral dies in the field. Yeah, so this is um, what I think is going to happen is that the egghead incident is going to be Kizaru dying in the field. And to me, the first time we see an admiral die in, like, the One Piece world. Mm. And that's going to be the situation that boils over uh, from the egghead incident. I mean, to be honest, man, I wouldn't want Kizaru to pass. But, like, an admiral passing away... Yo, that would make One Piece crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. Now you see it. Now you see it. I I just feel like it would be it would be great storytelling to um me. Uh, in a way, it would ante up the stakes a lot more in the end game. I think once we start getting to the end game, there like you don't need to start taking characters out all the time. I think you could take a significant character out that's not going to mean much four or five hundred chapters from now. So if Kazaro needs to be that piece in order to make the world realize that the world is changing because one of the powers got taken out, I'm down for it. I'm all up for it. Yeah. I'm, like, yo, cool this part, would be like, the talk of the okay. town for, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the thing about it, too, is that I personally think he's going to go out in, like, a blaze of glory. Like, he's going to be fighting. Like, we already have the Blackbeard Pirates. We have Saturn there. We have the Straw Hats with the Vegapunks. It's just going to be all pandemonium. I'm, I'm here for it. It's going to be so cool. I'm very, very excited. So my question is, you were, you were speaking on the colors of the, the admirals and such like that. The point that you were trying to get to, are you saying that there's going to be an orange admiral? Yes. Okay. That's, that's where I'm kind of stemming from. Because whether because I feel like with Kizaru's death, the way that this is going to go is that it's going to all build up to this final war, this final battle. And Oda's done it before where we go up to a battle and there's just a random character introduced, a.k.a. Yamato in Wano, where we go to Ogniyashima, and there's this whole new character with no really any, like, that, like, she just kind of appears. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like Oda's cooking this up again, but at least with this one, there's a little bit more background to it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, there is going to be a new admiral, but it's because Kizaru passed, and now we have a new set of admirals that Luffy and the Straw Hats have to face yeah. in this final war leading up to it. And again... There's also a lot of factors with that. Like, we have the Holy Knights, the Revolutionaries. There's still going to be a lot there, but I can see Oda throwing that in there as well. Like, oh, hey, new character. Whoopee. Um, I, I get what you're saying with the, um, with the Admirals. Like, uh, it's like one, but I'm going to switch it up and okay. say that it's not going to be Kazaro at the Admirals that's going to, uh, to pass. It will be mm-hmm. Fuji. Fuji Ooh, because cute. like um Fuji kind of seems like the one that's like uh kind of good in a way or not bad and if you want to really want the show has to fight all of them because you kind of see Fuji kind of like not really fighting against marines but you see how he works like he's going back and forth with uh Akainu yeah. because he's do operating in a way that he thinks was best for the world what the Marines kind of do what's best for them. Yeah, some people, but mainly for the world government, you know? Fuji kind of goes mm-hmm. against that grain. So if one's going to really pass, I can see... Because usually, like, when do, in One Piece... I even saw it in the chat, and I agree with this. Someone posted up, Oda doesn't really kill... I'm, I'm sorry, pass the bad guys. 
it's usually the good ones mm -hmm. that usually pass, where the the bad ones kind of get, um, besides from Roche, I guess, get raised up. But if you want a straw hat to, uh, to fight an Amro, Fuji kind of seems like you'd be more like you on their side because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he kind of agreed with Luffy and like let Luffy even take uh, the reins for Desrosa, you know. So if it's going to be uh, an Amro, I would say Fuji more than Kazaro. Okay. And uh, that, even though I, I, I kind of also see we're like, all right, so we have already two new admirals, making a third where you have a clean slate of new admirals now, like a new generation. But for like, mm -hmm. for that one, I don't know. I kind of see more of Fuji doing because he's more of um, uh, I guess a, on the light side. You know. Yeah, he's he's more of a nicer dude. Yeah. Yeah. But Jack, man, thank you for your theory crafting. I appreciate it. And thank you for calling. Yeah, no problem, man. It was happy to be on. Love you guys. Found you guys on TikTok. So, honestly, good work. Thank, Thank you, you so appreciate much. You, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hope to hear from you yeah, again. Oh, absolutely. I'll be listening. Take care. All right. Take care, man. Later. Later. Yeah, I'm still thinking about that other call we had, bro. <laughs> I was trying to follow along. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Uh, I'm Owen. I called once before. Hey, what's up, so, Owen? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I just wanted to ask a question based off of uh, the Revolutionary Army. Yes, go for it. All right. Um, if I'm not wrong, uh, the Revs have destroyed the, the food supply on... on Mary Joy, correct? Wait, say that all over again? What'd you say? That the Revolutionary Army, when they went to Mary Joa, mm -hmm. they destroyed their food supply, correct? They destroyed the dragon claw that represents their uh, their their home. Like symbol of power? or yeah. The whole, yeah, something like that. It's the crest. Yeah. Okay, because uh, they... They also went there to free the slaves and other things. So, the other thing that they went to do was it, um, what was there again? I forgot. They went to destroy their food supply mm -hmm. uh, or shorten it, and they went to free yeah. the slaves. Yeah. And get Kuma. And get, and get Kuma. Kuma. Yeah. Do you, yeah, yeah. So, do you think that they're like attacking ships that are coming in? Because uh, you guys mentioned before that, you know, um, Green Bull could just continuously just make food for them. But I feel like there's no way that they would just take that for the fact of they do not like Dell Fruit users. Um, the food supply coming straight from Green Bull will be, you know, from something lesser than what they normally have. So I think it'll put a bigger strain on the Marines because they'll be forcing them to do it. Uh, I think they're definitely trying to fix out, uh, fix the food shortage that they're facing for sure. Are they still attacking the carriages that go up to the red line, um, the revs? I would assume so, but I think the government is also super worried about other countries uh, revolutionizing against them and rebelling. So I think that um, I don't know what the revs are doing at this point, but I'm pretty sure they're getting ready for war because they just declared it. So I wouldn't be surprised they're not attacking it again so soon because it takes time okay. to build all that stuff back up. No. Happen? 
it builds it, it takes time to build up your storage for food again yeah so yeah you're saying that the heavy blow was destroying the food their food supply so attacking the ships um is not necessarily needed because that at this time why they can regather their forces to come up the plan to go for, for war i think what you're saying right yeah yeah because it was mostly for the celestial dragon which only they like to have the top notch of the food so it's harder to get yeah so it puts a strain i think on the marines itself on top of everything they're having mm-hmm. so i think they're they're in such a big strain that i think the situation is a lot worse than it what it really seems because they have to deal with the uh cross guild they have to deal with res the other nations now having to deal with you know how the celestial dragon only care about themselves and want to put pressure on them all the time whatever they want mm-hmm. i think they're at a really big disadvantage and due to the like the new guard uh uh the, whole the guys night yeah i feel like that is a a source of reliever on them in mm-hmm. a sense but i don't think it's enough for them to be a huge factor besides the god knight to be in the like later on within like the future war yeah well i mean it, it just depends on celestial dragons demands and needs and if they don't feel like eating pastries they're gonna send out more uh they're gonna they're gonna just demand more so it's gonna be really tough but that's about it okay yeah but listen, man, thank you so much for calling up, bro. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, have a wonderful day. You too. All right. Thank later, you. bro. Yo, was she laughing at me? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. Yeah, I was going to say, I know. I'm joking. That would have been funny, though. <laughs> All right. Oh, I was going to say, any more calls? Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, my name's Elia Gilmet, and I'm doing good today. Oh. I just have this. Yeah. I just have this question. Yes. Like, how strong do you think Sanji is compared to all the other, like, captains? Like, because I think that Sanji's. I know this is going to sound kind of wild, but Sanji and Zoro, respectively, are equals and are, like, comparable to people like Kid and Law, even though they just, like, wipe the floor with Big Mom. So the question is, how strong are they to captains such as Kid and Law? Yeah. I mean, should we just rank them from who we think is strongest to least strongest? Yeah, sure, do that. Yeah. Lawrence is going to need time. I already know. It's going to go Zoro, then it's going to go Law, Kid, and then Sanji for me. Lionel. Oh, okay. Okay, I respect it. Lionel? Mm-hmm. I have something similar, but it's a little harder because Sanji's... I don't want to speculate what Sanji could be, but what he has right now on his back. Like, I don't know if Kid's producing that much power mm-hmm. in his attacks. That's the only thing that got me. Because what Sanji would do with Queen... Like, the only the thing he could mostly do that for is with his ray gun. Mm. Well, Sanji could just do that, like, with multiple kicks. So that's I'm like, I don't want to say Sanji over kid like that, but because Sanji, you know, kid's a conqueror, but. He barely beat Queen, but go yeah. ahead. I get you, but, you know. Now, I'll just, I'll say what Larry said, the same thing for now. So, for now. Zoro, Law, 
Kid Sanji? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lionel? I mean, Lawrence? Uh, I haven't done that in so long, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the same, but I'm going to switch uh, Kid and Sanji. I'm going to put Zero, Law, Sanji, and Kid. Um, only with this upgrade, with Sanji's durability, right? If Kid's not really utilizing his hockey like that, like the same way we saw Queen's uh, blade break against Sanji's, um, you know, body. Mm. Right, and Sanji's um, you know new upgrade or you know his what he is is enhancing. That's basically get yeah, kid could probably combine them all together, but that's what kid does. He uses you know weapons, metals to, to crash against Sanji. But with this upgrade that Sanji got, this power up, he's kind of becoming impervious to that. So unless kid finds a way to fully utilize his hockey, how's he really going to get past? Sanji, exoskeleton. There you go. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, you know. So that's why I just and also with Sanji speed wise, I haven't seen Kid really face someone with that that speed feat and they'll be able to overcome it. You know, um, he had a lot of help with uh, Law with Big Mom. So right now, I'm favoring Sanji. It's a close fight, but there's a few things that I I can't see Kid overcoming. I mean, listen, bro. That's the same match I was having too. <laughs> listen, who's more durable? Big Mom, I mean, not Big Mom, Queen or Kid? Uh, I would have to say with the Zoe and the Queen. All right. Maybe I just think too highly of Kid then. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? Because I'm, I'm of the opinion that he can tank more. Because yeah. I don't think Sanji with Ifrit Jambe can punch harder than Big Mom. Or kick harder than what Big Mom can output through punch or kick or anything. I've seen Kid take, like, two attacks, three attacks from her. And he was good. He kept fighting. That's true. And people be acting like Sanji is really this first commander-level tier opponent. But, like, realistically speaking, he did all the moves he did against Queen and then just passed out immediately after. So can he even output that type of damage for a long period of time? I don't think so. I think he has stamina issues. That's clearly visible. And if Kid is doing awakening on him after he gets kicked, Sanji's going to have to, like, run away from all the metal while it's chasing after him. Meanwhile, like, Kid could just throw his railgun wherever Sanji will eventually be because he's going to have to stop. Yeah, but Sanji's observation, though, it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's like, you know, what Shanks did, but it's... <laughs> Even if so, put it this way, right? Like... Let, like, we've seen Kid do this, where Kid got punched in the face by Big Mom and then wrapped metal around Big Mom's arm and then threw her backwards. Mm -hmm. That's Big Mom. Mm -hmm. She's way heavier than Sanji. So why wouldn't he be able to just trap Sanji's leg and just throw him everywhere he wants to? I get you, but that was just Big Mom's regular punch. Yo, I get that, but, like, even if Sanji goes into that mode, he's still going to have to make contact with Kid, and Kid is going to be able to just clamp metal onto his leg. If he catches him. Yo, he still has yeah. to. I mean, Sanji is not gonna just kick him and then run away. No, he's gonna kick him multiple but times. But that's a good point. Like I haven't seen Kid reacting to Sanji or a speed like that of that caliber. Like Big Mom wasn't like Big how beast Big Mom was. She wasn't moving that fast. Yeah. And Kid was still getting caught. Yeah. Yo, but even if so, I know for sure Big Mom hits harder, even when not coating her fist in hockey, than Sanji. But do you also believe that Sanji's Diablo Jami burns too? Yeah, of course. So then I'm thinking it's not just the force, it's also the burns that he has to. 
Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I saw a kid get hit with if uh, Indra by Big Mom's Lightning, and he was he was good. Well, afterwards, the, okay. I don't think with the one the with the the new one she did. Yeah, when she I was honestly never thought so, uh, they got hit. In the manga, from he that. dodged that. Yeah, but. but he didn't get hit directly from that. No, they all got hit except Luffy. Luffy was oh, the only one that didn't get you're hit. You talking about on that. the roof? Yeah, on the roof. You're, we're thinking of the new thing, the high. Uh, yeah, the, the one was stronger. No, no, no. He got hit on the roof. I think I think I think yeah, thinking a little less of kid than nah. like I usually do, bro. From no, from what I seen with him, yeah. he hasn't really shown to me. It was too his fighting style and what he offers is so it's too basic and simplistic. So I was just like, and he wasn't showing that he was crazy fast or he could really fight in the pocket. It's just I legit do the same. What I saw him do pre time skip, I saw him doing uh, post time skip. Yeah. Variations of it and maybe stronger. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, I'm not impressed by anything. What he Listen, said. I'm not saying that Sanji wouldn't be difficult for Kid because I don't think Kid is, you know, phenomenal, right? He mm -hmm. doesn't have the higher tiers that people like Zoro have. Yeah, he doesn't have an ability that allows him to do hockey like things like mm -hmm. Law has. But ultimately, bro, like Sanji barely beat Queen. After he did those attacks, he passed out, bro. Like, if he's going to be doing that type of attack and running at that type of speed against Kid, I know Kid is stronger than Queen. I know for a fact. Like, he beats Queen 10 out of 10, and it's going to be, like, mid-diff. But I guess because we said the newest chapter, one of the newest chapters, when we saw the Seraphim Jinbei punch Sanji in the face, and Sanji didn't even budge, like, at all. He didn't even, like, move. Like again, that's what I'm saying. I like, forgot about that too. Like, and I'm saying, like, we don't like that was when Sanji, you know. Again, he was still getting used to his Esco skeleton, like, and everything. We don't know how much is affecting him now that not even a seraphim is affecting him. And that's why I'm like, yo, I, I get you. I don't want to say Sanji over Kid like that because, like, yo, that's crazy. But I, we also seen Killer take out Hawkins, yeah, who was a captain, pretty easily. Hold on, hold on. Uh, you uh, <laughs> can you give your opinion, and then we're gonna end on that. Mine? Yeah. Uh, I personally believe that, respectively, Sanji and Zoro might be equals or, like, Zoro over, but not by a lot. And my thing with Sanji versus Kid is I know that Sanji, like, in your terms, barely beat Queen, but I feel like that was only because he was getting used to his new powers. Plus, he wasn't even paying that much attention to the fight because he was having this whole inner monologue in the uh, manga about how he might have hit a woman and what type of person he would be to help Luffy become the Pirate King. And so I feel like Sanji is over kids, but he not, might not be over Law because Law's speed with his OP Devil Fruit just, like, you know, yeah. gives him the edge. So I'd probably put, like, uh, Zoro, Law, Sanji, then Kid. You know what's crazy? And I'm going I'm to turn the community on its head before I let you go. <laughs> Everybody always want to hype Blackbeard because of his haxes, right? But when I mention speed and how he has none, and Sanji has all this speed and all this weight behind his foot, and he can regenerate and do all that stuff, he's not much different from Kid, bro. They've shown the same amount of strength <laughs> feats. They've shown the same amount of high, uh, devil fruit, basically, feats. And they haven't really done anything. But Javi having Blackbeard... Top five in a verse. And Sanji could do exactly what y'all talking about to Blackbeard. Easier. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say. But I just want to say thank you, man. I appreciate you calling. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're honored that you called. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'll be gone.
right. Have a great one, man. See you later. All right, guys. That's it for the show. We got to end it. Marv's kicking us out as usual. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say thank you for all the super chats. Thank you for all the calls. You'll see them on TikTok for sure. Uh, that last call with us losing, I don't know if I'm going to post that one because I just don't know. I got to rewatch it. <laughs> But I just want to say thank you, too, to everybody uh, that watched our show. If you can, please join our Discord. Uh, we have a Discord. It's amazing. Uh, if you don't want to watch us, you can watch uh, hear us on Spotify. Uh, we have new merch. Uh, and also, if you could like the video, please like the video. And if you have some thoughts, yo, write your thoughts in the comments, bros. Like, let me see them. I, I want to check them out. I know Seb checks them out. Um, and that's really it. So thank you so much, guys. Arigato, I appreciate you. My name is Larry. Lawrence. Lionel. Seb. And this is that One Piece talk. Jana. Jana. <laughs>